0: Welcome aboard National Football Show It's your boy Big Sills. I know the Hamlin story has dominated the headlines in the sports world, and rightfully so. Rightfully so, it's dominated. We're going to have some pretty tough conversations here. Concerning the National Football League, by the way, we got a lot of Eagle conversation, and it kind of applies with the Tamar Hamlin story with Jalen Hurts. I first want to ask you this. Let's start here. I ran a poll on my Twitter page at Dan Silio Show. Should the game be played? Should the game be suspended? Should they give both teams a tie? A lot of people have chimed in on it from both the Chiefs, Bengals, and Bills' perspective. Let me me throw something very critical out here in this conversation. God forbid DeMar Hamlin dies. Do you think the NFL will cancel the season and the postseason? Do you think they'll cancel it? Do you think they'll cancel the postseason if, God forbid, the player dies? Vlad says no. Niners say hell no. Then what are we talking about here? You've got to play the game. You can't give home field advantage. To the Chiefs, both the Bengals and the Bills beat them this year. How is the NFL going to justify not playing this game? Let's, let, let's walk back two steps. By the way, I think they're two different stories. Is everyone heartbroken over what happened on Monday night? Of course. But unless the league is going to cancel the postseason, the conversation has to go on because the league is going to barrel through this. They're going to play, so it is not a conversation that is disrespectful. What made Skip Bayless's conversation so disrespectful? They didn't. They didn't give it a chance to breathe and let us see if the kid was going to be able to get on a gurney and get into an ambulance and get to a hospital. And hopefully save his life. That's the problem. I get a new rule in my life when it comes to tweeting things out like that. You know what it is? It's called the 24-hour rule. Let's see this thing play out first. Because knee-jerk reactions are usually going to get you in trouble when you make a comment. Okay? And he didn't. And that thing that they did today, how about Undisputed? taking advantage of DeMar Hamlin's injury to make themselves part of the story. How crazy was that? That's the stuff that I'm talking about that's disgusting. Don't let the kid try to recover here. Dr. Grossinger said yesterday, this is going to be a thing of time. We have to wait and see. Now We're in a wait and see moment. That's right, Vlad. And we had to wait and see if he could be revived. You're tweeting out, should they play the game or not? I, well, got to give that thing a chance to breathe a little bit like the player. But that being said, what do you do? Do you play the game Monday? What if the kid dies? That's what the NFL's waiting for. They know what they're going to do. They're waiting to see if the kid lives. All bets are off if he dies because then the league is put in an even difficult position. And the reason I start to show off with this is this unless the National Football League came out with a statement and said, our season is based on what happens with DeMar and his health, then guess what? They're going to barrel on. Am I wrong? Some are probably going, Sills, this is a brutal conversation. It's a brutal moment in the league's history. you got to make sure that your public face doesn't undermine the health of DeMar Hamlin. For the first time in NFL history, a player's health is dictating the league's actions. That kid's doing more for public awareness for how these players have been treated for over a hundred years than anyone else has in the history of the league. It's not a very good conversation. Is it? What if he dies? (laughs) What you never thought? Oh, that's right. Contingency plans. What you never had a contingency plan. If a player were to pass away on the field, How can that be with a brutal sport like this? You've got to play the game unless you're canceling the season. And if he's, from what we're hearing, I'm not a doctor and I don't play one here. From what we're hearing, his breathing has picked up, but you remember what you got to deal with here. You got to deal with potential strokes, maybe getting pneumonia. You've you you got to wait and see how this thing plays out yet. You think the league is going to wait until this weekend? Bills and Bengals are both going to play ball games this weekend. Home field advantage had a lot to do with that game on Monday night. The Chiefs should not benefit from the tragedy of DeMar Hamlin When both the Bengals and Bills beat them. And if you're not going to cancel the postseason, this conversation is needed. When do you play the game? By the way, every player in that locker room has to come to this conclusion. Either I'm going to play or not. If I'm going to honor DeMar Hamlin, that's the way I'm going to move forward. Brutal. Brutal. I'm not flipping a coin. Playing the game. Some are going, Dan. Well, I make this point to you all the time. How many people hate Deshaun Watson? How many people hate Deshaun Watson? This goes back to the league's ideology. How many people hate Deshaun Watson? How many people? I would say 70%. Instead, the league gave him a raise. It gave him the greatest contract in the history of the NFL. If you hated the guy so much, why didn't you ban him for life? Then I would have, you want to know something? I'd have been fine with that. I'd have been fine with that. You don't like that kind of character in your league? Holy shit, the NFL stands up for something. That's not how they operate. brutal but true you risk further injury on a short week are you nuts what what injury to what are you talking about what injury to who Damar hamlin's not playing this weekend what are you talking about short work week that's what monday night football is all about play on monday unless you're canceling the season they weren't they're waiting to see if the kid lives. Bottom line. I love the way that the players and America has rallied around Damar Hamlin with his toy drive. It is an incredible story. It's an incredible story. It shows me, too, that the American football fan loves its players from every city. My conversation is more about the NFL, not you, the fan. You're better than the league. The fans are the greatest part of the NFL. Besides the fabulous players, it's you. That motivates people in Philadelphia, Buffalo, Cincinnati. This is a true testament to the fans in this country that love football. Don't misunderstand me here. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about the league here. DeMar Hamlin's health is a life top priority, Sills. Yeah, to us, absolutely to us, to the players, to the fans. You're in this with us now. I saw Bengal and Bills fans hugging one another in that stadium, giving people tissues. Shit, I was crying. I felt for the kid. I felt for all of our brothers watching this putting it to perspective, the dangers of the sport and the fans were right there with us. What does the league do? We already know what they're going to do. They're going to play. The NFL doesn't miss games even during a pandemic. But see, this happened on their field. This happened in their house. And everyone's pointing their eyes towards Park Avenue. Steve says the league is evolving. To some extent, I agree, Steve. I think they're getting better. I do. I do. Compared to when Paul Taglebu was the commissioner and he had a hairdresser that was overseeing CTE. Absolutely. From the hairdresser to where we are now, there is no doubt about it. Jason says reports, and I concur. Jason, I've been listening to those same reports, and I'm getting the same intel as you. That he's improving. God, God willing, he lives. God willing, and we all pray that he does. Shit, I pray he gets back on a football field and to pursue his dream. All right, Eagles and Giants. I want to start this out by saying this to you here. Before we get into Eagles and Giants, the NFC playoffs now is wide open. It is wide open. There's no favorite. There is absolutely no favorite. Every team now has an issue. Before it wasn't the Eagles with issues. Now the Eagles have issues. They got some good news today. Okay, on CJ, they got some good news. They opened up his practice window today. That's good news. Okay, Josh Sweat was in the building. Getting treatment. He wants to try to see when he can play. Hopefully it's the playoffs. So they got some good news today. So they now have issues like everybody else does. Theirs was just later in the year. Probably a testament to Howie Roseman building the roster the way he did. Before I get onto this, though, so prior to coming on the air here, Justin Fields isn't playing in the final game. You know why? Dual threat. Dual threat. Another dual threat quarterback not finishing the year. Had an MRI on Monday, came back positive. They're not playing him. Nathan Peterman is playing for the Bears. A kid that needs as many reps as possible. A kid that needs to play as much as possible. Dual threat doesn't last. He's out. So let's take a look at some of the dual-threat quarterbacks. And and, and by the way, the guy in Buffalo doesn't escape the conversation. K1, Kyler Murray, out till next October. Jalen Hurts, missing significant NFC seeding games. Closeout games for home field advantage. Once again, the Giants don't have to play their guys but the eagles do do you know what the nfl on fox is promoting today the dallas cowboys are fighting for the nfc east crown against the washington Commanders sunday they have no respect for you you may lose this game on sunday and be a wild card and have to go play tom brady the way that this team is playing, you're not beating Tom Brady. You're not beating Tom Brady. You're not beating him. You've played shit ball the last three weeks. You think you've played good football in the last month? I don't. Now, is that injury-related? Yes, some of it. I think it's coaching. And I'm going to make this statement to you guys about your football team in 2022 in Philadelphia. The coaching staff that you have right now is not as talented as the 2017 coaching staff. That coaching staff in 2017, would have came up with a better game plan for Gardner Minshew than what this coaching staff did for Gardner Minshew in that game against the Saints. They are experienced coaches, Dealing with starters and backups. The resume dictates it. They went from an MVP candidate to a backup quarterback and beat the GOAT. You have nothing on your coaching staff in Philadelphia that resembles that outside of Jeff Stoutland. Oh, gee, he was on that staff? What a shocker. Those guys came up with a completely different game plan for Nick Foles. I asked Frank Wright last night that. We changed a lot of things for Nick compared to Wentz. Just in the pass routes, we simplified it. We went with his strengths. Shit, man, your coaching staff against the Saints ran the Jalen Hurts offense. Saw it against Chicago. Nothing changed. What that tells me, You're not a very skilled offensive staff. You're not a very skilled offensive staff. Your coaching staff talks big. They talk big. Jalen Hurts, without a doubt, covers for the inability of the coaches to put a good game plan together. They're not very talented. Now, I will say this. Did they come up with the structure of the RPO? For Jalen Hurts? Absolutely. But they didn't know how to manage him. They didn't know how to manage him. Ken Dorsey is managing the hits on Josh Allen right now. That's why he didn't run the ball that much in Chicago, even though the Bills ran for 238. Our guy ran 17 carries, got hurt. It's a bailout plan, not a game plan. Jalen bails you out. That's right, Pickin. This coaching staff is showing their inexperience. Josh is dead on. Jalen hurts. Saves the bad play calling. He saves the bad play calling. My God almighty. Jalen Hurts' importance on that Eagle team is so magnified now, he really just may get his $45 million. Holy shit. That's if you decide to keep going with dual threat. He's not going to play every game every year, and it's going to get worse like it is in Baltimore. Jalen Hurts will not play a full season his entire career in Philly. He will not. He will not play a 16 game full season in Philadelphia. Dual threat guys don't. Shit, Steve Young didn't. Am I wrong? These guys don't last. Get on to the topics. The coaching staff you have concerns me. What concerns you more? the co- Here, can I tell you why the coaching staff? Lord says, Hurts' rushing attempts will go down. Well, they didn't this year. They went up. Prior to him getting hurt, he had 156 carries. He was on pace for 200 carries. That's what a running back does. Jalen Hurts' carries went up. Not down, up. Because of the bad play calling. Jalen Hurts is your bailout plan. That's why the coaches sit around going like this. And by the way, I think it's starting to take its toll in Baltimore. Baltimore. You can't build a team around a guy who's not going to be there every day for you. TK goes Sills. Injuries shouldn't be happening this early in Hertz's career. Imagine in year five. Yeah, he'll beat Lamar Jackson. You don't really think he's going to get healthier as he gets older. Who in their right mind would think that? With the amount of hits he takes? and the inability to put Miles Sanders into a game plan, that's the even more ridiculous thing about this conversation here. I could see if you had a shit running back. You got a Pro Bowl running back. And instead of using your Pro Bowl running back, you throw your quarterback against the wall every game 18 times, let alone the fact he gets hit in the pocket. Think of. it. This guy gets hit more than Joe Burrow did in his rookie year. I'd say Jalen Hurts takes more hits than any quarterback in the NFL. When you put his running stats together, that's a formula for failure. Ask Andrew Luck. How do you have a Pro Bowl running back and you don't use him? He had two two carries against the Saints. Two carries against the Saints in the first half. Man, I just, once again, I tried to figure this thing out last night, and I surely can't. I have no, dude, either your coaching staff sucks or there's more meddling going on in the game plan. I think there's too many voices in the game plan. There's nothing definitive. It can't be this. Well, if the guy's not open, Jalen run. It can't be that. You know how we know it was that? When they had the game plan for gardner Minshew Because you have to put more of a game plan together for gardner Minshew. They couldn't do it. That's why they ran the same offense. These guys are very inexperienced. And on the other side of the ball, your court, your coordinators are not who they think they are. So in the last two weeks, your D-coordinate and all these sacks and all these rankings and all these numbers, I think it's fool's gold. I I mean, how do you make Dak Prescott and Andy Dalton 75% completion percentage quarterbacks? Dak was 77%. Andy Dalton was 81%. How do you do that? Call yourself a top-flight defense. Philly goes, I remember Dennis Bird, know Dennis well, knew him well, getting hurt and cried because I was the same age and realized life is precious. Pray this young man recovers. We all are. Daz, appreciate you coming aboard. McMahon ran a lot to start his career, but learned how to throw in the pocket as well. Jason, he also had Andy Reid. Little different than Shane Steichen or Shane Stinkin. That's his new name after the New Orleans offensive game plan. Shane Stinkin. He had Andy Reid. That's a little different, dude, than what you got in Philly. Shane Steichen or Andy Reid? I don't know. JV coaches versus varsity coaches is exactly right. That's what the 2000s. I am more convinced now that the 2017 Philadelphia Eagle coaching staff is a complete professional group of dudes. And this group, I don't know. It's the most inexperienced part of your football team. My concern going into the playoffs is not your players and your injuries. It's your staff dealing with those injuries. Your staff doesn't know how to move the pieces around. You, They have no idea. You know what the debate is this week on whether or not to move Jordan Malata over to right tackle? How about winning the game? They're not in playoff mode. That Eagle team is not in playoff mode. They're in concern mode. You know why? They've never been in an experience like this. A very inexperienced group. Do Jalen Hurts, I have complete – hey, Tone, everyone, you'll love this. I have complete – I don't think I've ever said this. I have complete 100% confidence in Jalen Hurts. I have zero confidence in Shane Steichen, Jonathan Gannon, and Nick Sirianni for the playoffs. I completely do not have any any expectations for these guys. I don't believe you could put a game plan together. For an injured, hey, let me ask you this. If you can't put a game plan together, this is it right here. Guys, if you can't put a game plan together for a backup quarterback to go win out a closeout game, how are you going to put a game plan together for an injured quarterback? Do you feel comfortable that Shane Steichen and Nick Sirianni? Oh, by the way, you know what Nick said today? This goes into the topic. Nick said player safety is the number one essential thing. Okay, player safety? Trust me when I tell you this. This DeMar Hamlin injury is going to bring that more into light. Are you going to play an injured Jalen Hurts this weekend after what we saw on Monday, the two-a-story all year? Are you playing him? Are you really putting Jalen Hurts out there in potential harm's way if he's not a hundred percent. And if you say yes, the league has not changed. Play the game Monday. Am I wrong? You're, you're talking about Nick said player safety was the most essential thing today at his press conference. Okay. You're trying to tell me this Eagle team can't beat the New York Giants with Gardner Minshew versus the Giant backups? You can't put a game plan together. What's your record you keep throwing at me? What, 13-3? and three? A 13-3 and three football team with a coaching staff can't put, oh, by the way, Brian Dable's the best coach in the NFC East. It ain't Nick Sirianni. How many people would think that Matt LaFleur is a great coach? Or is it Aaron Rodgers? You take Jalen Hurts away from Nick Sirianni? He's one and two with Gardner Minshew. It's becoming more and more apparent. Oh, so Jalen's 13 and one. And Nick without him is one and two. Got it. I got it now. Sirianni made the playoffs in his first year, inheriting a four win team. Yeah. Um, Matt LaFleur won 13 ball games his first year, and I wouldn't have that guy as that guy won 39 games in his first three years. You think he's a good coach? I surely do not. I surely do not. His game management, his timeout situational play calling, his his clock management going into halftime and two minutes left in games are a lot to be desired. Look at Cheek. Number one seed, baby. You ain't got that yet. Supposed to wrap that up two weeks ago, weren't you? Danko, so in the end, it's Jalen who runs this team. Dank, in the end, it's not Jalen running the team. It's Jalen's system, and no one else can run it. Jalen has taken what those – can I tell you, it's almost like schoolyard football. There's no structure to it. When the coaches had to put a structure together for Gardner Minshew, it was on display. They couldn't. Gardner Minshew running RPOs. There were defensive tackles that were outrunning him in that game last week. You think Gardner Minshew was going to get outside and get up the field and create positive yardage on third down? What were you doing running RPOs with him? How many times did you see him in them RPOs? Minus two, minus three, minus five yards. Where Jalen gets plus eight. 13 yards, 11 yards. OG goes, Sirianni doesn't believe in running the ball. How could you not believe in running the ball when you're one of the top three teams in the NFL? My whole conversation here with you guys Is that this game this weekend, the only reason that you're going to win it? Because if the Giants were playing their guys, I'd take the Giants. You're not playing good ball. You think you are. You're not. You haven't been playing good football since Chicago. Coaching staff wore the quarterback out. I'm not wrong here. And supposedly today at the press conference, Player safety is a priority okay so that they haven't cleared Jalen to play yet can you imagine that you got to play all your guys and the Giants don't Nate you tripping on what what are you talking about you're tripping going into the playoffs you lost to a shitty five win Saints team You made Andy Dalton into an 81% completion percentage quarterback. Well, Seals, it's the injuries. I know. Let me guess the Chiefs are playing good. Not necessarily. I think the two hottest teams in the NFL right now are the 49ers and the Bengals. Those two teams look like they're playing the best ball. I don't know. It ain't the Eagles. Eagles ain't playing the best ball. You think you're playing your best ball the last three weeks? Where? You're beaten by Dallas. You're beaten by a five-win Saints team. You barely escaped the Chicago game. Where do you think you're playing well? Where do you think you're playing well? Show me. Tripping. I'm not tripping. This is a trend now. Three games are a trend. I don't freak. You ever notice after sometimes when you guys got beat, like, by Washington, I didn't trip out. I didn't trip out over the Washington game. I really didn't. I thought Jalen played pretty well in that game. I thought the coaching staff, once again, were not prepared because what do you have in Washington? Well, you got Jack Del Rio and you got Ron Rivera, guy who's went to a Super Bowl, and Jack's a hell of a coordinator. Turned it around, saw what you did, made sure you had limited offensive plays and beat you. That's on the staff. Well, if the 49ers are overrated, the Eagles are too. The troops are coming back. Not what I heard today. Avante Maddox has no sight at the end of the tunnel. Lane is not coming back. He is not. He is not. Did the Bills struggle versus the Bears too? No, they beat them 35-12. And ran a ball and were patient for 240 yards rushing struggle you think 35 to 12 is struggling i don't well it was close going into half that's because they didn't lose their poise they kept their patience sean mcdermott knew we'll catch him in the end and they did remember folks it's not a 30 minute game it's a 60 minute ball game 60 minutes it's like reading half of a book and not knowing the end. 60 minutes. He didn't throw the ball, ass wipe. He threw the ball for 152 yards in that game. That's not the truth. They ran the ball all day long against Chicago, something that the Eagles refused to do and got your quarterback injured. The Philadelphia Eagle coaching staff got that guy hurt Look at, look at how people are trying to match these games up. Seals, they struggled against the Raiders, but they won. You lost to the Cowboys. You lost to Washington. So this year, you've lost to Tyler Heineke and Andy Dalton. <laughs> Pretty impressive. sorry to say man one more time here i'll make this point to you as 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 clear as i can as clear as i can if the giants were playing for something they're beating you and you're the fifth seed and you're a wild card and you go from having one of the most celebrated seasons in eagle history to a turd burger that's why I say the NFC is wide open. Ooh, wee! Eagles are the worst division leader. Right? I would say this Who's the worst division leader playing the worst ball right now? Bucks had one game. That's not a trend for me. Even though the Bucks beat Carolina, I'm sorry. I'm not there going that the Bucks are back yet. I want to see the Bucks put some games together. Cause the Eagles have put three shitty ones together. Let me think any other division leader that sucks more. Uh, let's see, Minnesota. Uh, are they playing better than the Eagles? Probably not. So they're probably, okay. I, I just don't trust them. The Jags are playing great. Holy shit. That's a different looking Jag team. From the beginning of the year, yeah, didn't we just get, see what, look at the, look at exactly how you fall into the trap here. Look at EC1. You see that tone? Look at EC1 here. Didn't we destroy the Giants? You sure did. Didn't you beat the shit out of Washington in the first game? And they came back and beat you. You took apart Washington. Weren't you guys crowning about having 12 sacks in that game? What happened in the second game? What what happened in the second game? What happened in the second Washington? ECT. Do you know football? Yeah. Here. What happened in the second Washington game? Didn't you kill them? Crowing about having, having all those sacks and all this and that, and Washington turns around and beats you with a guy who was on the bench. Oh, no, he's starting again. Turnovers. <laughs> oh, Really? Del Rio and those guys saw what you did. They got the game plan and beat you with your own game. And end the story. Dude, Ivan, Dougson, coach of the year, and Howie Roseman fired him. Howie Roseman would have fired the coach of the year. And the one deficiency that's clearly on the team this year is coaching. If you guys don't win the Super Bowl this year, or at least get to the game. And Doug gets that team, that Jaguar team, and beats Tennessee this week. He will win the Coach of the Year award. You would have fired the Coach of the Year. What do you think Doug would have done with this team? Gardner Mitchell you would have had a completely different game plan, and this thing would have been wrapped up, and you would have had everything in front of you. But the organization felt better to fire the Coach of the Year. Man, the Jags. I mean, you know, if Doug had gone to like Denver and they were doing great things with Russell Wilson, I would have went, well, it's Russell Wilson. I mean, you know, I don't know. This thing in Jacksonville last year was a complete train wreck. You had a coach at a strip club with chicks grinding on him as players flew back after losing a game. You had a coach kicking players, talking shit, giving dummies like Tim Tebow workouts, turning it into a complete freak show. Doug goes down there, air washes the walls, cleans the place out, gets the shit shovels. They're one game from the playoffs. Nobody's under the no under the. Guys that they think, Nate Sirianni's a better coach than Doug Peterson. Especially in the final year of Doug's time. Nothing like your general manager sabotaging you. The whole time he was trying to sabotage Doug. I completely, 100% believe that now with all my heart. He sabotaged him on the way out the door. Because that's what egomaniacs do. They sabotage the room until the room is exactly built the way they want the room to be built. With their people, and that's exactly what you have. Doug, how he didn't win how he didn't win that Super Bowl in seventeen. Doug did. Doug's ability to put a game plan together once something went wrong, like a quarterback being hurt. All of that. Sills, have you ever noticed Jalen's face on the sideline while he watches? Minchu and Sirianni screw it up. He looks dumbfounded. Yeah, because you know what he's thinking, Tone? Why are you running the same offense for him that you do for me? He doesn't have the same skill set. Doug Peterson's the coach of the year. (laughs) And you fired him because your GM has too much of an ego. (laughs) Guy sits out front of the locker room. Even Jerry goes inside the locker room to congratulate his players. This guy's out front, right there in the front door, letting everyone know, this is my team. That's my coach. I hired the coach. I hired the players. This is me. It's all me, baby. His ego is going to bring him down. His ego will bring him down again. You know why? Because guys like that, they trip on themselves. they will do it again. Remember something. Hey, Tone, everyone, you guys give him credit for building this team in 2022, don't you? Right? He's the guy that lit it on fire. So you give him credit for building a great roster. It's his greatest accomplishment, even though he lit the place on fire. Interesting. That's not consistency. It's egomaniac. Here's Context. As much as Brady and Belichick probably couldn't stand one another, they coexisted. They coexisted. Two massive egos, Tom Brady and Belichick. For 22 years, they, they coexisted. In Dallas, Jerry Jones, Jimmy Johnson, five years. Couldn't last. Bill Walsh, Corman Policy, couldn't last. Egos are the unwinding of these teams. It always is in the end. That's what makes what they did in New England so incredible. They coexisted. These guys didn't play golf with one another and go out and were buddies. Funny, every time you guys keep bringing that record up, at one time it was 13-1, 13-2, 13-3. I mean, these closeout games are closing up. You got one left. Remember I said, we're going to find out what kind of coaching staff you have. Once Jalen went down, I went like this. We're going to find out what kind of coaching staff you have. I said, don't lose three straight. Well, one more to go. Do I think you lose to the Giants? Depends. If the Giants are ahead at halftime, I think they go for the win. If they're behind, they probably pull Jones and everybody and get ready for the playoffs because they can't improve their playoff seed. But I would say this to you if I'm Brian Dable going into this game this weekend. I would do this. I don't really believe we have a Super Bowl team right now. Wouldn't it be great, though, to knock our division rival into a wild card Get them in a wild card. And maybe I get beat in the, in the playoffs. But I'll tell you what, I would end the season on a high note. Beating Philly and playing tough in a wild card game. Brian Dable could win coach of the year. It's going to come down between Brian Dable and Doug Peterson for the NFL coach of the year. This has turned into some pretty good high drama for the Eagles at the end here. What I also love is this. So what if you move Miladis over to right side? So you got an injured quarterback with a shoulder, and Dr. Grossinger yesterday wouldn't say if he needs surgery after the season. So you're going to put Andre Dillard at left tackle to block the blind side of an injured quarterback, or Jack Driscoll with Kayvon Thibodeau. Interesting. Really? You think that's good smart football? You're going to put your lesser tackle on the blind side to protect Hurts. At least the guy in front of – if the guy pass rushes and the right tackle is not doing his job, at least the quarterback, if it's Jalen, he gets to get out of the way. He can see the rush. You can't see the rush in your blind side. Jalen would be like this with Jack – watch this. With Jack Driscoll behind him, Jalen's here. He's right-handed. At least if the guy gets beat, Driscoll or Dillard gets beat on the right side, at least Jalen can get away from it, slide, get down, throw the ball out of bounds. At least he could see the pressure. You're going to put your lesser guy in the game with a quarterback that's coming off the IR list or coming off of being hurt with the potential of a blindside hit on your quarterback. Wow. Or are you just going to tell Jalen Hurts this? If it's not open, run. Stop making stuff up? Where? What have I said that's not true? What? Giants can't beat the Eagles? Probably. Wait a minute. With this group and Minshew? Yes, they can. Wait a minute. Look at this guy. Lateef says the Giants can't beat the Eagles. Were you saying that about the Saints last week? The Saints can't beat the Eagles. Were you saying that? Dillard has shown that he could start at left tackle. He has? I haven't seen it this year. I I said, jackass, I asked the doctor if he needs surgery. He may. He did a year ago. We had a doctor on yesterday. You must have missed it. Go read a book. Anybody can't beat us if Minshew is playing. Hey, or you don't have dude, This is not the same football team that was in September. Minshew's not starting. Okay. So you can't beat the Giants without Jalen Hurts. That's some 13 and 2 team or whatever that. Wait, is it three? What is it? 13 and what is it? I forget. 13 and 3 now? Let's see, Washington. Cowboys saying, yeah, 13 and three. So you can't, a 13 and three team can't beat a nine win Giants team with Gardner Minshew versus the Giants JV guys. Then you're a fraud. Shit, Cooper Rush went four and one. You can't, you can't come up with a game plan to beat the Giant backups. With Gardner Minshew. Really? You can't. Say it with me. Say it with me. Eagle fans, say it with me. You can't beat the New York Giants. And that backup team that's going to be playing against you Sunday with Gardner Minshew. Really? I think you're frauds then. (laughs) I mean, you know Mike Glennon's getting in. You're going to be playing Mike Glennon again. Is he still on that team? Is Mike Glennon still on that team? I forget who's the backup guy up there. I forget is it Tyrod Taylor is Tyrod Taylor there? I, Tyrod's a good player actually. With Kansas City being 13 3 without Mahomes. I don't have no idea what your point is. No, they wouldn't be. Okay? So you're saying your football team that you have right Yeah, no, I agree. I think without Jalen Hurts you're 9 and 8 again. Absolutely. You're 9 and 8. That coaching staff, nine and eight. Without Jalen Hurts, you're not a championship football team. That's a fact. You've been calling the Eagles frauds all year. I said all year that they were making it to the Super Bowl and playing the Bills and losing to the Bills in the Super Bowl. Ron, that's not what I've been saying. I've been saying they've been playing frauds. And they have to have the perfect game to win games. They're not an except the the teams that they've beaten this year to put some of these numbers up. Hey, 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 Tone, comment inside the uh, the box here. Tone, do you think that the Eagles have the best corners in the league? Do do you guys out there think that the Eagles have the best corners in the league? Yes or no? Joseph, yes. You guys think you have the best corners in the National Football League? With Bradbury and Slay. Afternoon, John. Scooter goes no. Top-tier duo for sure. I think Gannon holds them back. How can you have the top corners when you don't play man coverage? How can you surrender man coverage and play almost strictly zone and call yourself the best duo? <laughs> how, how? How how do you call yourself the best cornerbacks? When you're afraid to play man, can you imagine Dion in his zone coverage? <laughs> yeah. Or, 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 or um, Darrell Rivas or Rod Woodson or any of the elite corners in the game like Jalen Ramsey and them guys playing, playing zone defense and calling yourself a great corner. You're not a great corner man playing zone defense. zone defense you're a great cornerback you have we have the best corners in the game No, <laughs> well if you do your coordinator is a horrible defensive coordinator and that's why every quarterback that's worth the shit lights you up <laughs> he's a zone guy that's what they did jackass they gave up three number ones for Jalen Ramsey because he's a zone corner <laughs> i know raheem morris Raheem was the head football coach in Tampa. We're dear friends. He's not a zone defensive coordinator. Zone coverage. Hey, I'm going to give up three first rounders for Jalen Ramsey to the Jags for a a zone cover corner. (laughs) Yeah. Right. That'll work. You're fired. Step into my office. You're fired. Andy Dalton, 81%. Dak, the week previous, 77%. This guy, Jonathan Gannon, man. make Mike Glennon. I don't know, Mike. But Andy Dalton and (laughs) Andy Dalton look like he was Drew Brees. We know Gannon's a horrible coordinator. Oh, no, man. Not by the broadcasters these guys are just touting him up and telling me how great a coordinator he is same thing with Shane Steichen dude these guys are not that good man your general manager fired entire group of coaches that were excellent coaches he fired a group that he shouldn't have fired Howie Roseman in my opinion he built the team in his image for sure because he got rid of one of the most important parts of this team, that was that Super Bowl coaching staff. You got no one gives him shit for that because you know why they're winning. But it'll it'll come it'll come to a head here. It's coming to a head now, you see it. They're not good coaches. They talk a good game. If Gannon lets Slay and Bradbury play more man concepts, the defense will go to another level. Yeah, you're afraid of their safeties, though. And get this, Jonathan Gann is a defensive back coach. This guy's a DB coach. He's a DB coach. It's not like he's a linebacker coach being a coordinator or a D-line coach. He's a defensive back coach. He should know strengths and weaknesses of what a skill set system looks like. And when he couldn't figure out how to stop the run, he ran to the general manager to go get Joseph and Sue. Come on, man. This is too easy. It's too easy. and But you know why it's easy? Any idiot can see it. I'm not the smartest rock in the ocean, bro. Any idiot can see what's going on here. <laughs> That's why every press conference in a post game that Nick gets to ask questions, he can't answer them because he doesn't have the answers. He's got to talk to his boss. Here, here, here's another example of that. You know why the Cowboys don't go anywhere? So Jerry Jones went on his radio show this morning, and he goes like this. We're playing all of our starters this weekend against Washington. Nobody's sitting. That's the head coach's responsibility, not the owner slash GM. That's not his responsibility. That's Mike McCarthy's. You undermine all decision-making processes inside the Dallas Cowboy locker room when everyone looks at the Cowboy coach and goes, This guy has no say in this whole scheme of things. He has no say. Mike McCarthy has no say. And when things go sideways, they blame him, not Jerry, because Jerry pays them. That dynamic has undermined the Dallas Cowboys for the last 28 years. That one dynamic, head coach has no say in the building. Why should I give a shit what he says when we're practicing? You want to know why the Dallas Cowboys lead the league every year almost in penalties? They're an undisciplined team because no discipline comes to the players because the coach has no say. There's zero discipline on the Cowboys, and it has been for 27 years. Am I wrong? Look at Tank. Cowboys have a fifteen and two roster and an eight nine coach. Amen. hatin hey, Amen. Amen. But the eight nine coach Tank takes a knee to the owner. He gets on his he gets out his knee pads, and he's grateful for his job. You understand, Tank? When you take the Dallas Cowboy job. It comes with a set of knee pads. One says Jerry, and the other one says Jones. You got a set of knee pads, right? Comes with knee pads. I and 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 I hear they they pass out like assorted sets, Jerry Jones, and they're like in cowboy blue and. You know, white, you know. One's got Jerry's face. The other one's got, you know, the stadium on it. These knee pads are really great from what I hear. I mean, some of my favorite people have had them knee pads on. Dave Campo. You know, the only guys that really never had to wear the knee pads were Jimmy and Parcells, the rest of them. You know, it was like a Christmas gift. Shit, Jason Garrett? Jason Garrett has got his catcher's mask on. When he goes and sees Jerry. Oh, Tone. Tone. Same thing with the Eagles, how he gave out knee pads, and Dougie P said no, thank you. Oh no, Tone. Tones in with me. Tones in with me. Here hey, here's the here's the here's the job interview tone you like this hey this is howie roseman and uh we want we're looking for a new head coach um will you be willing to wear um the howie roseman knee pads man i don't think so thanks for stopping by hey nick would you like to wear the howie roseman knee pads sure you're my guy my kind of guy here i'll i'll send you a set every month <laughs> I hear he got a great set of knee pads for Christmas. Doug goes like this, man. I'll take mine down to Jacksonville. (laughs) As long as it comes with a helmet. (laughs) And Nick goes like, hey, guess what? Doug goes like this. Nah, man, I don't have to wear knee pads. I want a Super Bowl, dude. I'll take my future coach of the year award with me down to Jacksonville. Nick's got a pair of knee pads. Scrape them knees up. Yeah, I, I thought I, I could have swore I saw him when he was screaming at the fans. Try. hey, Tone, wasn't he trying to start the wave? I think that was Indianapolis, right? He's trying to start the wave. <laughs> Giants will sit players. You're lucky. You're lucky. Eagles by the numbers. Some pretty impressive numbers here by the guys. Week 18 of the National Football League. Um, This Giants team, what to expect this weekend. bit more on what the NFL should do with the Bills and Bengals game. The playoffs, I think, are going to be exceptional. That was great news today at the press conference that Sirianni had that CJ's coming back. Will Tua ever play again? we got a bunch of stuff. Please hit the like button. Hour number two. Don't forget also, our NFL insider who has been talking to league officials, Jason Cole, 530 Eastern. He's got a little bit of an insight of what he thinks the league is going to do. He's been talking to a couple of the people on Park Avenue, so we'll get a little insight on that. That'll be in hour number three. Hit the like button. Hour two coming up. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
1: Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia.
2: Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean.
0: I'm Jim Managing Partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number.
2: Go Birds! Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio. Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not least, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $30,995 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only thirty nine ninety five, dollars or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero Down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio. Destination Downingtown. Big finish sales event.
3: that taxes are just part of life it's true during our working years but also in retirement but what you might not know is up to 85 percent of your social security benefits might be taxed our team at thrive financial has helped retire thousands of people across the delaware valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask including how their social security benefits might be taxed it's time to be proactive on taxes get your thrive retirement tax playbook today
4: With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps.
0: football so appreciate you coming aboard thank you for stepping in this 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 conversation with demar hamlin has split into two now there's a debate here going on and look first is grieving everyone has great passion and grieving here well everyone but the league They're waiting to see what happens to the kid, whether he lives or dies. That's what they're waiting for. Then they'll move forward. They want any kind of sign, and they're going to play that game again. I would not be shocked if they didn't play that game and maybe push the playoffs and even more put Cincinnati and Buffalo in a short work week going into the playoffs because you can't justify giving Kansas City home field advantage when both these teams beat that team you can't there's no justification okay and the players on the bills and the bengal's they have to man up and play this weekend they have to rally around the injury of their of their of their warrior of their teammate and of a brother in the league. That's what the league makes you do. Can I show you what the league makes you do as players? Something this tragic like this. Okay, somebody gets hurt in your family or what have you. Hey, man, it's a tough thing for anybody to overcome. League puts you back on the field and says, here's five minutes. By the way, Joe Buck pushed back on the league. He was in direct conversation with the communications person at ESPN And Troy Vinson is a bull-faced liar. He is a bull-faced liar. Bucks was quoted in the New York Post as saying, that's not what we were told. The Bengals and the Bills were given five minutes to warm up. Cooler heads prevailed. McDermott and Zach Taylor both said, we're not playing here. This ain't happening. Then the league had to come around because for the first time, the players took a stand with their coaches and both organizations. Hey, by the way, let's not forget who owns the Bengals. Mike Brown's got a lot of swing there in Park Avenue. It's Paul Brown's kid. We're not playing. That's not happening. The players and the coaches and the organizations made that happen, not the NFL. You got five minutes to warm up, move the drill. Then they saw how serious it was. Troy Vincent, who used to be a player, is now sold to to the league. What a disappointing thing because I had a lot of respect for him, and now I have none. I have zero respect for Troy Vincent, zero as a human being. He's now a new lap dog for the commissioner. I know why the commissioner makes $63.9 million now. This guy is a professional at falling on the sword for the owners. He is a professional. Professional public sword swallower. 63.9. Most would sell their soul. Whew. Dude. It's, it, and you know what's crazy? The fans have been Spectacular. The former players and current players have all been amazing. It brings tears to your eyes, listening to some of the great stories of all the people around the country and its fans. Don't you get it? They take advantage of you. They take advantage of you at the gate PSLs. I got to pay five grand to stand in line to potentially get a season ticket. Then I have to pay season ticket and that PSL is non-refundable. And I've got to pay full price for preseason tickets, even though it's 75% less of the prop, full price. They take advantage of us. Roger Goodell is the ultimate sword swallower. Totally. This guy's a professional. He's an absolute professional sword swallower. Hey, I fall on the sword for this guy. 63.9 million full benefits. Why not? Unbelievable. A little bit of NFL before we move on. Eagles by the numbers. Pretty impressive this year, too, by some of the Eagle guys. One question for Jim Harbaugh before he leaves Michigan. Why would you want to listen to David Tepper in Carolina? Why, why would you want to listen to a general manager like Howie Roseman when you're making $9 million and you're the king of your own castle at Michigan? Makes $10 million a year in Ann Arbor. What do you, why, why would you leave that? People you have to answer to, the presidents of the organizations and alumni guys. And they kiss your ass anyway because you're a go blue guy. And you've done really well the last couple of years. You've beaten Ohio State now. Why would you do that? Better be $25 million. Like some people are reporting. Nobody's paying Jim Harbaugh $25 million a year to coach a team. No paying that. He's not a $25 million coach. His brother in Baltimore is better. How many people think John Harbaugh is a better coach than Jim Harbaugh? I do. The guy in the khakis is not better than the guy in Baltimore. The guy in Baltimore has won a Super Bowl. Change the system around. In one of the best organizations in all the NFL, Baltimore. Come on, man. Harbaugh's more of a TV star. He's... Do you know who Jim Harbaugh is? He's Johnson 2.0 media made media made every time his teams get in a position to try to win a national can i tell you why he's flirting with the nfl just like chip just like brian kelly when he left notre dame he'll never win a national championship at notre dame you'll never win one there You will never win a national title in football ever again with the way college football is today. You know why? Your admissions is too high. The requirements to get into school are too high. It's a place of education, and they don't lower their standards. That's why you got an 87% acceptance rate at Alabama. They take all kids in. You're never going to get that at Stanford or Notre Dame. You're never going to win there. That's why he went to LSU. Harbaugh, every time he gets into a championship game, he gets beat. He'll never win a championship at Michigan. Do you know Michigan has won one national championship in 73 years? And it was a split title when they voted on it. 73 years. Bo Schembechler never won. People make that program sound like it's a superstar program. You got one half title in 73 years. That's an elite program. Michigan is an elite program, really. Since when? Even in the 10-year war Woody Hayes. Woody won Five. Takes his team to the Vatican and all this shit. I think show very little context. All right, Eagles by the numbers. I'm going to leave Jalen for last. Steven goes, the uniforms are cool. I do dig the helmet. I do dig the helmet. I saw that fiasco today with Shannon and Skip. Nothing like making the tragedy and the Hamlin tragedy and putting yourself into it and making yourself part of a story. I thought that was broadcasting and journalism 101 not to do. Two dudes putting themselves inside of the Hamlin story because they had a problem with the way he tweeted. Holy cow. That was so disgusting and so ridiculous. It was unbelievable, actually. Here's some of the stories here. Going into the final week of the NFL season, for your Eagles, I pointed these ten guys out this year. Brandon Graham. I'm gonna put a grade on some of these guys. Thirty-three tackles, eleven sacks. Kind of using him situationally too a little bit. I think this guy's had an A year. Josh Sweat, prior to getting hurt, 48 tackles, 11 sacks. Josh Sweat has now done this for me. I believe Josh Sweat now is a three-down defensive lineman. I think he's someone you can build your football team around defensively. And I'll tell you what, maybe the most improved guy defensively on that football team has been Josh Sweat. Kudos to Josh. I thought he went through a little lull in the middle of the season. I was very suspect on whether or not he could be a three-down back. I'm telling you, man. Mint, what do you mean by pick six? I'm curious. He wasn't the sixth pick in the draft, was he? I think Josh Sweat's had a really good year. Hassan Reddick. 48 tackles, 16 sacks heading into the final week of the NFL season. I'm wrong about him. An absolutely spectacular season. Really a great year. I mean it. He's wreaked havoc, and in my opinion, I think he has been more disruptive this year than what Micah Parsons has been for the Dallas Cowboys. Micah Parsons gets all the publicity he gets all the push. And in my opinion, I think Hassan Redick, at least pass rushing wise, has completely outplayed him. I think he's outplayed him. Here's a guy that's played exceptional football. Javon Hardgrave has been incredibly productive. Tone goes, if Micah played in Philly, they wouldn't give two shits about him. That's a complete fact. And if Hassan Redick was playing for the Dallas Cowboys right now, he would win Defensive Player of the Year. would be between him and Nick Bosom. If he was a Cowboy, I've always said this about Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter was in Milwaukee, he'd be Robin Yout. He'd be Paul Molitor. He wouldn't be Derek Jeter, 3,000-hit guy. It's been a, there's been like 20 of them guys. He'd be robbing you out. He'd be robbing you out. Can you imagine if Tony Gwynn played in New York? Nine batting titles? They'd be talking about him like he was Ty Cobb. Not Nine batting titles. He and Cobb have the most. If Tony Gwynn played his career in New York instead of San Diego, they'd be looking at him like he was Ty Cobb. 58 tackles, 11 sacks for Hassan Reddick, hell of a year. I'll tell you what, I'm going to put him in my top three this year, probably. I'm going to wait until the end of the season. I'm going to put my MVP vote in next week. For the NFL's Most Valuable Player Award, T.J. Edwards, 149 tackles. The problem that I have with Edwards, he can't really cover tight ends, and I think he leaves a hole in the zone because your D coordinator plays zone defense. <laughs> look at look at look at this. Tank goes Parson, 79 pressure, boasts 78 pressures. Yeah, but Bosa plays on the number one defensive team in the NFL. Parsons plays on the 25th team against the run in the NFL. I don't know. The 49ers are number one across the board, except in sacks. Let's get to the offensive side. Dan right, Dan wrong this year in statistics for the Eagles. I'm going to do Jalen last. Receiving. Devontae Smith is 12 receptions away heading into the final week of the season for 100 catches. 88 catches, 1129, seven touchdowns, 70.6 yards per game. Very good. Um, overachieved. I'm wrong about the 2-1K wideouts. Fantastic job. Still, he's a first-round draft choice. Um, This is why I don't go crazy here. He's a first-round draft choice. This is expected. This is expected. Okay? And... It'll be another year in the history of the Eagles. You don't have a 100 catch wideout in the history of your franchise. AJ Brown, 84 catches, 1401, 11 touchdowns, 87.6. Yeah, but I'm going to be right here in a second. Question What type of numbers would you think? would you like to see for Devontae Smith or would expect from a guy of this talent? Great question, Tone. North of 1,200. North of 1,200. He's 71 yards away from that. Nor, he's right there, Tone. He's right there. Now, AJ, I'm paying him $25 million, right? Okay, well, I'm paying him $25 million. 84 catches, 14 01, 11 touchdowns, 87.6 yards per game. I'm going to make this point to you. I think AJ Brown has had a better season than T.O. did in 2004 there's a shot if he gets 100 yards he could be a 1500 yard guy and these are all career numbers you know aj brown never in his entire career i think had over 65 catches and 1100 yards in his career okay this is where big Sills is wrong i'll show you where i'm right in a minute Running back, Miles Sanders, 248 carries, 1236, 11 touchdowns, five yards a carry. How this coaching staff can't utilize that player every week, it, it, it's mind-numbing. It's mind-numbing. He's probably going to end up with 1,300 yards rushing. That's crazy. Jalen Hurts, 156 carries, 747, 13 touchdowns, 4.8. There's your loss in the run game. Was on pace for 200 carries, more carries than even a year ago. I thought you guys were trying to get away from that. Now Jalen Hurts, as I said, would never Throw for 4,000 yards. Ever would he throw for 30 touchdowns? Ever come close to those numbers? Ever. 425 attempts, 286. What makes this so incredible? Allen, Burrow, Mahomes, Herbert have more completions than Jalen has attempts. 3,472 passing yards. 67.3 completion percentage, which is up six points. Pretty damn good. 22 passing touchdowns, five INTs. Never will he ever throw for 4,000 yards. We're right. James goes, you're only right because of injury. And that's why I said he wouldn't pass for 4,000 yards. Dual threat miss games. His improvement has been off the charts. That wasn't the point. Dual threat misses games. That's why he won't. I've been saying it all week. You could keep going. Well, he got hurt. I know. I know. He would have. Steven, you must be late to the conversation. He'll never throw for 4,000 yards because dual threat misses games. Yale. Exactly. Exactly with Lamar Jackson. Exactly. Dual threat like Justin Fields missing the final game. Miss games. But you said the same thing about receivers. So I'm wrong on the receivers and right on the quarterback. The quarterback didn't throw for 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns threat (laughs) i want to show you what a skilled passer looks like skilled skilled passer top passing yards nl 2022 Let's take a look at this. Mahomes is 5,048 passing yards. Brady's got 4610. Herbert's got 4466. Cousins 4322. Even Golf 4214. I think they're still potentially playing for a playoff spot. Josh Allen, 4029, and he's dual threat. Trevor Lawrence is at 3901. He's going to throw for 4000 yards. Man, those are big numbers. Those are passing quarterbacks. You're dual threat. And by the way, those guys don't miss ball games. Let's see. Let's see here. Mahomes didn't miss any games. Brady, no. Herbert, I think, won. Cousins, no. Burrow, no.
2: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Allen, no. Lawrence, no. Yeah. They don't miss games. That's why you don't throw for 4,000 yards in Philly. We have two playoff teams just in our division. You have one. I get to Dallas and New York. You're right. Dallas and dimes Jones. Okay. You want to put some money up next year that he throws for 4,000 yards. Let's get, let's get to the off season first. He will never throw for 4,000 yards in Philadelphia. McNabb never did. He's not. Isn't that crazy? The guy who owns all your single-season passing records is Carson Wentz. (laughs) That must kill you, man. That's got to kill you. Carson Wentz has all your single-season passing records. I talk about his rushing touchdowns. Don't you understand? The rushing touchdowns, Razor, is the reason why he won't throw for 4,000 yards. Dual threat. And most importantly, Hurts has missed games that are significant in the playoff seating in the NFC and for home field advantage. That's what makes it even more ridiculous on how the coaches are handling them. You can't win with dual threat guys because of just this. Guy goes, I'll bet you he throws for 4000 next year. I bet he misses more games next year. Why would you say that, Sills? Because it's a trend. It's not anything to do with Jalen. It's the way the position's played. Okay, you're a fortune teller now? No. Kyler Murray's dual threat. He won't be back till next October. Lamar's missed a month and a half now. More games this year than he did even last year. Um, let's see. Justin Fields has to have surgery in the offseason. Let's see what else. You want me to go on? Do I really have to go on? RG3 was rookie of the year. Eh, gone. I mean, do you truly want me to go on with dual threat guys? I mean, really? Cam Newton can't even get a job. He was pretty good. I love Cam. Oh, CECC? You're damn right, Josh Allen. He's next. They don't get that, but they're doing it. They're managing him. Obviously, you didn't hear what I said. Unlike... The Eagle coaches in the Chicago game, they didn't run Allen like that. They ran Jalen into a brick wall. 18 carries, 80 yards. I mean, what are you doing, man? Against a three-win team who's 31st against the run. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're sending him into a position to get himself injured for no reason. Dude, lose the Bear game, keep Jalen. I don't know. Next week, we close it up. Jalen Hurts beats the Cowboys. Got home field advantage. You can rest your players. This thing was not well thought out. This thing was not well thought out in Philly. I guess that's Howie. This thing was not well thought out. Hurts would have threw. Hurts would have threw for 4K. No, he wouldn't have. No, he wouldn't have. He missed games. Everyone knows. No, they don't. That's like saying Lamar Jackson would have threw for 4,000 yards. No, he's not. He misses games. Jalen misses games. It's the second year in a row. But, of course, the third year, he won't miss a game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Lamar is holding out because of money? Really? So, Lamar Jackson is holding out for money in lieu of his team potentially getting a better seat in the AFC. Well, you can pick your freaking bags up and leave. I don't want you part of my organization. If you're making business decisions and I happen to know the kid and his mom, that is far from the truth. That is not happening. The organization is taking, and I talked to the Costa that is so over the top. He's not holding out for money. He bet on himself. Their attitude, both of them, both camps have agreed. His health is more important than seating in the playoffs right now. And that's how John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson have come to an agreement. He's playing in the playoffs. Holy cow. Coach, I'm not playing. I'm not being paid enough. Only in fantasy football does that shit work. Seals, averaged 248 yards per game. He didn't throw for 4,000 yards, Razor. End of story. Over. Over. Big Sills didn't get the two receivers with 1K, but I did say your quarterback wouldn't throw for 30 touchdowns and 4,000 yards. Facts. Your shit's fantasy. 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 He would have. No, he wouldn't have. He'll never go for 4,000 yards in Philly. Ever. He would have, and you know it. No, I don't. I made it. That's why I said it at the beginning of the year. No, he won't. (laughs) No, he won't. Patrick Mahomes, man, that's a quarterback. Dude, you see all them guys throwing the ball around the yard the way they do. Joe Burrow's gonna make 50 million bucks. Holy cow, man. That's quarterback. That's an accomplished quarterback. Here, here's Jalen's. Here, hey, here's Jalen's accomplishments. I, I beat I beat Cooper Rush. I beat um An under 500 Packers team. This guy, Burrow, has won the AFC, <laughs> put his team in the postseason, won three playoff games. Call me when Jalen wins a playoff game. This guy's three and one in the playoffs already. Dimes Jones. That's right. Dimes beat him two a year ago. Yeah, Dimes, I think, is one and one against his ass. Dimes! <laughs> hey, if Joe Burrow is a backup, secure, Jalen Hurts is a tomato. <laughs> yeah. Bills, Eagles, Super Bowl, that's what I predicted. Absolutely. Steven goes, if... He wants fifty million a year, dude. You, if you're Mike Brown, the owner of the Bengals, you you better pay him fifty million, or you're gonna go back to the days of Carson Palmer, okay? And some of them other stiffs they've had in there. <laughs> Bruce, never, Bruce. You've had one guy throw for four grand. Since 19, what, what what year did the Eagles come into the uh, NFL? What year, 38, 36? Year, 33, something like that? You've had one guy since 1933 throw for four grand. One guy. And it's Carson Wentz. <laughs> Joey B, that's quarterback. Let me show you this, too. Listen here, guys. Tone, you'll love this. So wait a minute, last four years, Joey B's won a national title, Heisman Trophy, an AFC championship. Now he's fighting for the number one seed in the second year after the Super Bowl and the Rams shit the bed. This guy's killing it, man. The only other guy in the AFC that is as accomplished right now with around the same age is Mahomes. Mahomes has got a freak show resume right now. Oh, he's got Andy Reid, too. 33, thank you. Rolling goes through for 4K and a bunch of INTs. And you forgot the number one seed in the AFC. Josh Allen, baby. That's a What a talent. You know, it's funny. I never hear anyone saying that about Hurts. Wow, did you see that? What a throw. Now, I started saying that a couple times this year with Jalen. You know what? I'll tell you what. You know a couple of them passes in that Chicago game, even when he was hurt, and he was dropping them in the breadbasket. I remember telling Xander, dude, this guy's getting more accurate. He's getting – you know what? I, I There were a couple throws. I started – I think even one of those throws wasn't good. It was called back. But he threw one over. I think the shoulder of like um, AJ or Devontae, right over his shoulder. Guy caught it, and I'm like, "That's a hell of a throw." He's he's getting better, man. He he, Jalen Hurts is one of them dudes that is going to consistently get better. The only, you know, what's going to be Jalen Hurts undoing his body. Won't be his desire. Won't be his will his body will break down. Matter of time. Dual threat. Flag. coaches. Coaches. Can you imagine this? Here, just think about this. When Jalen takes off running, that's not a design by the coaches. That's Jalen designing the play on the run. That's why when those guys had to design a play for Gardner Minshew, they couldn't. They had to be more structural with Minshew. They weren't. Jalen has covered for all the bad play calling this year. When Shane Steichen gets a drop-back quarterback or one of these guys who throw the ball, they're going to laugh at him. What's the third read? Oh, we don't have that in Philly. Our quarterback just takes off. Oh uh, well, <laughs> I run five five forties. Oh, <clears throat> street ball. <clears throat> and and yes, Jalen is smarter than Kyler Murray in how to protect themselves and Josh Allen even though I think they're doing a better job now in Buffalo trying to protect Allen from himself. Absolutely. Man. So, no 4,000 yards, 22 touchdowns. Pretty soon your record's going to be like pretty much everybody else that's a leading contender for the Super Bowl. You won't be able to lean on that. What are you leaning on? What are you leaning on to pay him? What are you leaning on? He's better than any coach you have in the building. That's good enough for me, too. Hurts MVP. He's fifth. He's fifth. Jalen calling audibles like Peyton. Really? His audible is running. Dual threat has 35 TDs and missed the last three games. Congratulations. Oh, wait, we don't know that yet. But now you got to play all your guys because of dual threat. I thought you would have wrapped this up two weeks ago. Dual threat doesn't afford you that, though, does it? You ever notice dual threat guys run out of gas towards the end of the year? Gee, just right in time for the playoffs. Hmm. Makes sense. What's up, William? The threat. Don't pay him ever. Can't build your team around. Or here. Don't pay him long term. You never get your investment back. Never get your investment back. Nope, never seen him run out of gas. <laughs> I did. You see what Chicago was doing to him? Linebackers and DTs were hitting his ass in that game. Big boys were hitting him there, man. Laying his ass out. Come on now. Lamar's prime example. Absolutely. He's the... Look at Kyler Murray, too. So get this. So Arizona now can't build a football roster with their quarterback because dual threat guys won't be back until next October good investment and what are you paying him 46 one so you're paying your quarterback in arizona 46.1 million bucks to miss six months of the season your season's over the 2023 arizona cardinal season after you signed your quarterback to an extension of 46 million dollars a year is over it's some investment that's some investment Jalen's missed one game? I thought Jalen missed a Cowboy game. I must have missed that one. No 4K. Seals Josh Allen is an elite passer. Hurts isn't. Amen. Getting paid bad money to play Madden. <laughs> I heard that about last game. He finished... He finished and won the game. How the hell is that running out of gas? He missed the last two. Come on, Nicole. We'll see how he comes back. You pay Jalen Hurts $45 million, that roster will be ripped to pieces. Won't be the same team next year. You watch. Big Sills is not wrong on this. You know why? I have contacts. You don't. You don't have anyone in the history of the league that has won Super Bowls that are as limited of a passer. He's getting better. Absolutely. He is totally getting better. The Prime example of the numbers on the team. But the reason that the Eagles are losing ball games now and not looking like the same team is because of Jalen Hurts' ability to not have turnovers and run the ball on third down and cover the coach's bad play calling. Jalen Hurts has done so much this year for the coaching. He's done more for the coaching staff than any player maybe in the league. Usually you get better coaching when you come to college. I would make the contention to you. This is the worst coaching he's gotten in his career. When he's at Alabama, Nick Saban has some of the greatest offensive coaches in the history of football. Bill O'Brien, Sarkeesian, Lane Kiffin, Jeff Stoutland, we're all on those staffs. And and Jalen was at Alabama when Stoutland was there. How in the hell? No, Stoutland wasn't there. It was, uh, it was Mario Cristobal. I mean, how in the hell? Then he goes to Lincoln Riley and that offensive coach. And he comes to Philly with, hey, if it's not open, run. The reason Josh Allen has improved so much is because for the first time in his career, for the first time in his career, Josh Allen's getting spectacular coaching. Look at what Brian Dable did to Daniel Jones. Do you understand that? Daniel Jones is throwing the ball at a 67% completion percentage, Thirty five hundred yards, fifteen touchdowns to five interceptions, and he's got seven hundred yards rushing and seven touchdowns. Those aren't just shitty numbers. Those are numbers of improvement. Nine wins shows it. That's good coaching. That's great coaching. They maximized everything they possibly could with that player in New York. And it's resulted in winning. Brian Dable's the best coach in the NFC East. That's not. That's not a debate. Okay? That's not a debate. Jalen Hurts is the greatest thing ever happened to Nick Sirianni. Remember what they started to do in that 2-5 and start in his first year? Jalen must have went to them and said, I don't do this. We need to run the ball more, and we'll develop more of a passing attack. We'll get a couple more weapons next. He must be really knee-deep into the game plan. Because guess what those coaches did? They ran the Jalen Hurts game plan for Gardner Minshew. Tell he saw something. I didn't. I saw the same offense. That's why some of you were seeing Jalen rolling his eyes on the sideline. He was probably like, that's not going to work. Every time Gardner Minshew tried to get outside like Jalen, he got ran down for a minus play. Every time the D tackles were running him down. Nobody runs Jalen Hurts. Seals, you need to give this coaching staff credit for developing players like the Peterson regime. Absolutely never. The Peterson regime is 10 times the coaching staff this thing is. You hear what this guy just said? Emmanuel wants me to give credit for a defensive coordinator who turns Andy Dalton into an 81% completion percentage, Dak Prescott into a 77% completion percentage, and you lose to the Saints. And so, and by the way, if you have the greatest corners in the league, why do you abandon press coverage? Not happening here. Those other shows could tell you, kiss their ass and get their press passes on how great that coaching staff is. It's not. It's not. They're not very good. Howie's done a great job putting great players on the field. Hey, here's the saying. They win in spite of their coaches. They got a lot of great performances this year. Hey, and let's circle this. Let's circle this back here. Full health? I don't think there's a better team in the NFL than the Eagles. But you're not at full health. That's not a reality. And you're not going to be. You don't know when you're getting sweat back. I do not believe you're getting Lane back. You're not getting Avante Maddox back at all. CJ was a good sign today. He's missed quite a bit of ball though. Hadn't he? He's missed quite a bit of ball and a lacerated kidney. How much real work do you think he possibly could have been doing on conditioning with a lacerated kidney? A lot or none. I don't think you're doing wind sprints with a lacerated kidney. Here's a good question: How do you feel about Hurts passing wise if Andy Reid was his coach? It would he w- he would be further ahead. He'd be further ahead. There's there's no. There's no substitute for having great coaches, especially in the NFL. You don't have to be. The one thing that Saban does at Alabama, Saban brings in the greatest assistant coaches on the planet. You know what Nick's strength is? Obviously defense, but Nick's a great recruiter. I think that is gone away now. You know why? I think the guy at Georgia, in my opinion, I think he's out recruiting him. I think Kirby Smart, but where did he learn that from? All those years working for Saban. Kirby Smart has now the top program in the country. His draft choices are proving that every year now. Last 3 years I would say Georgia has taken the baton from Alabama as the top college football program and NFL powerhouse. He's out recruiting him. And and where you see that is national titles, beating Alabama, and on top of that, the draft choices. That kid Carter is probably going to be the third pick in the draft. I I get you that Bryce Bryce Young and Will are going to be the one and two players taken in the upcoming draft. I think Will Anderson is probably going to the Bears he's going to the Bears because they they don't have any good pass rushers on. And that's where they have to improve a lot, in my opinion. So, I mean, coaching in the NFL, look, look, look at, again, you can't have any more of an example than Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill got some of the worst coaching by Joe Philbin when he was with the Dolphins. And when you had Jeff Ireland as that shitty general manager down there lying about his roster, they were never going to go anywhere. Steven Ross gets in the way. Look at the last three years down there in Miami. He's not a superstar quarterback. What does he do, though? He goes to Tennessee. He gets the AFC title games. He wins the number one seed in the AFC. He's got a winning record as a starting quarterback because the coaching is great in Tennessee. Now they're falling apart. Now the whole organization is. get rid of GM, who had a great run. It gave more power to Vrabel. You know, Vrabel's the reigning NFL coach of the year. Mike Vrabel's the reigning coach of the year in the NFL. I think this offseason you got to get rid of Derrick Henry. Get some draft choices for him. You got to rebuild. Get rid of Derrick Henry, why he's got mileage. Because once you get rid of Derrick Henry with no mileage, no one wants him. That was always a great trick of Belichick's in New England. He always seemingly got rid of a guy the year before. The guy ran out of gas. That's a that that is a secret when you have guys on your team. Don't wait till they're out of gas. No one wants them. There's no value. There's no value in that. Now You got rid of Derrick Henry, you're probably going to get twos and threes for him. You get rid of Derrick Henry when he's out of gas going for 800 yards, you're going to get fives and sixes for him. Get rid of him now. Get some draft choices. See if you can move yourself up to get a quarterback because, by the way, Malik Willis, so they put a guy in there in Tennessee just to show you how organizations and some aren't run well. So this kid, Malik Willis, is a dog. He's no good. Get rid of him. You can't beat a street walker off. You're not good. This guy, Malik Willis, can't even beat a street walker off the starting lineup. Can't beat him. And by the way, I want Josh... I want this guy Dobbs on my team. I think he's a smart as hell guy. Anybody who can pick up an offensive game in a system like that and a playbook like that is this guy must be a savant, man. Because I'll tell you what, to do what he did, he don't even know the names of the players, and he's picking up offenses the way he is. I like that kind of guy. That guy means to me that he's a study. He's a study machine, and he must be a workaholic. I want guys like that on my team. I like that. I like that kind of stuff. That's how Dallas drafted Troy Aikman. That's right. The whole um they get get this Joseph. They traded Herschel Walker coming off like a 1600-yard season and like 800 yards no, 1600 yards rushing and like 800 yards receiving. This guy was a Unbelievable player that year. And you know what Jimmy did? He goes on his legendary noon walk. He looks over at Wanstatt and he goes, I think I'm going to trade Walker. And and everyone stopped running. Why are you going to trade Herschel Walker? Jimmy told me the story. He goes, where are we going with him? What do you think we're doing this year? Say we win one, two games. How does that help us? Let's get some draft choices for him. Do you know that he was almost close to going to Cleveland? He had a deal structured with Cleveland. And in the last minute, Minnesota came in and took Walker and gave all those picks. And Joseph, you want to hear something else? Every single guy that Jimmy traded for, because back in the day, they got a Jimmy Johnson clause now. Because Johnson went like this. Here's the deal. If the player doesn't make the team and he doesn't, um, uh, is not on the opening day roster, we get the draft pick that they negotiate. Jimmy had all the guys come in from Minnesota, and he looked at him in the face and went, you'll never play it down here. I really don't want you. I want the picks. He's getting twos and threes and ones and fours and fives. He told every single Minnesota Viking player, you're not making the roster. I want the picks. They changed the rule like three years later. Couldn't do that. Traded away the guy. Who goes, you'll never play here for the Cowboys. I want to pick, not you. That's hey, that that's how you build the team. Yeah, don't see thirteen TD running. Who cares about that? Get your quarterback banged up. Go Philadelphia Eagles. Two season two starts and in a injured starters back. You're not getting your injured starters back. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's how that was all built. He told him flat out, "Hey, you'll never, you'll never play here." Okay, hey, my friend Jason Cole has been in touch with New York on the Hamlin situation and what the league is going to do. So we will talk with him at the bottom of the hour. He's a Hall of Fame voter, our NFL insider. Um, we will get his spin on what he thinks the NFL is going to do. And you know what? Let's, let's talk about what they should do as well. Also, week 18 of the NFL. Some NFL notes, too. Um, so you can't beat the Giants' backups with Gardner Minshew. Huh. Hit the like button. Hour three. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
1: Nesson Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia.
5: Go for the
2: beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean.
0: I'm Jim Muehlbronner, managing partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number.
2: Go Birds! Number one, Jeff D. Ambrosio. Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own. Not least, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $30,995 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $30,995 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero Down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D. Ambrosio. Destination Downingtown. Big finish sales event.
3: that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your social security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their social security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
4: Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly he is. Post game. Now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps.
0: You think you're one and done, do you? The current team right now that you have, by the way, Jason Cole, our NFL insider, talk about the DeMar Hamlin tragedy and what the NFL does next. You think you guys are one and done? Are you playing the best football of the year going into the playoffs? Maybe that's a better question. Are you playing as good a football as you did in October? Tone says I'm nervous, won't lie. I would probably put an asterisk on that with tone, no, because of the injuries. Okay. Is that fair, tone? It's the injuries that concern you. Because if you get a healthy Jalen in there and you got Lane in there, in spite of the shitty coaching you get, Jalen's going to be all right. Not right now. Woohoo. Oh, got to be nervous. This team is deep. I'm more concerned with the coaches, to be honest. There we go. I agree with you. I think the coaching is the problem, not the players. I don't know if they – hey, you know what usually the question is going into a postseason? Do the players like Jalen Hurts have enough postseason reps – And do they have enough experience playing against a guy like Brady? Of course, anybody... You know what, though? Watch this. Does Patrick Mahomes have enough experience to play against Tom Brady? Probably. Anyone else in the NFL? Does Aaron Rodgers? No. What success has he had against Brady in the postseason? Mahomes has kind of had some success against Brady in the postseason. Right? I mean, Jalen Hurts versus Tom Brady, that's that's an un... You know, guys, I'm going to hook you up on something. Anytime Big Sill says this to you, Tom Brady versus Jalen Hurts, you should laugh at me because nobody with Jalen Hurts' is tenure in the league that's a resume that's going to compare to Brady postseason experience. It's a loaded question. It's a completely loaded question. Can he win? Yeah, better team. I think the Eagles are better when healthy. By the way, I think the Eagles and Bucks kind of look the same right now. Some would go, wait a minute, Eagles have a better record. Well, your injuries didn't happen until the last month of the season. Their injuries happened at the beginning of the year, the middle of the year, and they're just starting. I saw Via Veda in there against Carolina. That was a completely different-looking football team with Via Veda in there stopping the run. Completely different. Completely different. Okay? That's what I just said, Casby. You can win if you have the better team and the eagles were the better team and always remember something about Foles. Foles was a pro bowl quarterback had like 27 touchdowns two picks wasn't like he was a scrub he was a pro bowler what two years removed from that super bowl was it two three years wasn't he a pro bowler was it like he was a scrub Via Veda made a difference. I would say the Bucks and the Eagles look pretty similar right now. I would say pretty similar. Yeah. AJ's having a better year than Mike Evans. Um, Brady's picked it up. Tight end position is still th- that right there. Hey, I'll tell you what against the Giants. I'd like to see the Eagles establish Miles Sanders and Dallas Goddard. You go back to establishing those two guys, you establish your identity. You keep throwing the ball out wide to the perimeter. You will never establish a tough football team, an aggressive football team, and a team that's physical from the perimeter. It's great to have 2,000-yard wideouts. What would you rather have, 2,000-yard wideouts or the number one running team and a quarterback that knows how to maneuver and win ball games? I mean two thousand yard wideouts? Great. You can't run the ball, stop the run. You can't win. Can't win. Eagles struggle stopping the run. Last week. You know what you know what was really disheartening about that loss to the Saints too? The Saints were beating you with guys they never heard of. The wide receiver guys? I mean, I got Alvin Kamara, you know, and they were beating you with a wing T offense. That was so embarrassing. That had to be the most embarrassing game that the Eagles have had in two years under Nick Sirianni. No one will bring that up to him. But that was the most embarrassing game. with a team like the 2022 Eagles, for you to go into a game like that, unprepared, unmotivated, and unwilling to put it on the line, that was a lack of effort in coaching. It was the worst game in the Syriani regime. The whole thing was, eh, the defense kind of turned it around in the second half. And some would go like this, Sales, the defense only gave up 13 points. That's all they needed. You weren't under some impression that the um Saints were a high score, high scoring offense, were you? A high powered team. You know, you know what got me too? Marcus Lattimore got activated for that game, for that game explicitly. And I went like this. Boy, I hope they don't start throwing the ball. Lattimore's out there. Lattimore gives Brady trouble. When Marcus Lattimore's on the field, he is a handful for Brady. handful that's why sunday's game in philly's big and that's why they've got the football gods on their side i don't know if i were to if if, here if i were brian dable I would have to sit with my organization and go like this. Okay. What's a more important game for our valuation? Think about this for me here. Okay, please. What's a more evaluation game for Daniel Jones? A playoff game? Uh, Versus who would they play? The Giants probably play the Vikings. Giants versus the Vikings or Daniel Jones versus the Eagles and then a playoff game. Aren't these the two most important evaluation games in Daniel Jones's career on whether or not he's the guy? That Giants team's not winning the Super Bowl. They're not. They're not going to the NFC title game. They're a one and done. If you're Brian Dable, aren't these two games the best games for evaluation if you're going to move off of him or keep him? To me, I would want to use this and as, as a barometer. Dude, you play your – the Eagles are playing this to win. Why give an opportunity of an evaluation moment for him? You've got to to have a self-evaluation of where you are in the organization. This is not a Super Bowl team. Okay? If the Giants get – if the Giants get the Vikings in the wild card – they can they pull it off? They came close before. see, the only reason that's I would say maybe it's because it's the Vikings. <laughs> if they got San Francisco one would one play would they play San Francisco if they play San Francisco, they're not going they're gonna get crushed they play San Francisco, they're going to get crushed. San Francisco would crush them. Yale says there's an article in the Post saying they're leaning towards keeping him. Well, Yale, isn't this a game then if you're leaning that you want to get confirmation? Wouldn't you want to get confirmation in a big win? Can you imagine if Daniel Jones wins two games? He wins the Eagle game, and then he wins against, say, the Vikings. I'm keeping him. I'm keeping him and moving on with him and building around him and continuing to try to see if this guy can go somewhere. Brian, Dave, I mean, the Giants are in a position right now. What's more important, figuring out if Daniel Jones is a starting quarterback moving forward for your team or seeing if you can win a playoff game? Yeah, right. If they show, I agree, Tone. If they have to play San Francisco in the opening round, they should play. They they should play the Eagle game. That's what I'm saying. I what? So I'm gonna rest my guy. I'm gonna lose to the Niners or maybe the Vikings. And then where am I with Jones? He had a good year. Do you keep him? You're still answering the same questions. Two games like the Eagle game and a playoff game could go a long way on putting that stamp on whether or not to go and keep him or not don't you think i mean hey god i got to the playoffs and i got bounced and i'm still asking the same question is jones the guy now if i did this hey they beat the eagles played great against the vikings or the niners i'm keeping jones We rested the players at the end of the year. Got killed in the playoff game. Are we keeping them or not? Get me? Brian Dable's coaching career relies on this one decision. Is Daniel Jones the guy? How many good coaches have you seen over the years have horrible stints at places because they didn't get the QB right? Most notably, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick didn't get the quarterback right in Cleveland. He didn't get the quarterback right. Got fired. Mike Shanahan didn't get the quarterback right. With the Raiders. Got fired. So to me, I think they're debating. I think they're going to go this route here. it goes like this. Um, similar analysis for Hertz performance the rest of the way. That's a great lead into where I'm going here with how coaches are going to look this way. Let's do this. Let's put Hertz now in our, our model here. What if Jalen Hurts loses in the opening round of the playoffs and divisional round? Where do you go from there? Two 1K receivers. Back at 1,300 yards. Team won 13 games. Got bounced in the opening round. Sounds like Dak to me. That sounds like Dak Prescott. 12, 13 games. Got some talented guys. 1,000-yard rusher. Two thousand yard receivers got bounced in the opening round. Doesn't that sound like Dak Prescott getting this quarterback decision? Now, look, do I am am I suggesting in any way here that they would move off of Jalen? Absolutely not. I am not in any way saying that. I'm just saying. This puts more things into context here. Plus, you have to put this into the evaluation. He missed games. So Jalen gets bounced in the opening round. He missed games that we could have had the home field advantage, wrapped up earlier, won more games, rested more players, but he got hurt, got bounced in the opening round. We had a hell of a regular season, though, and so did he. He was in the conversation all the way up until the very end when he missed games for the MVP that's the reality of the truth right there here's where he is now and let's say they win home field okay they win the division he won the division gone to the playoffs two years in a row he missed significant seeding games and resting games for the rest of the players got bounced in the opening round of the playoffs and divisional round how do you evaluate that And, and like I said, he missed ball games for the second year in a row. Remember, this is how the Eagles are going to talk to him. They're not going to negotiate him with Rose Petals. They're not going to start sitting around telling him how great he is during negotiations so they can rise the price up. They're going to put all the other things out there. like in an arbitra- Like in an arbitration meeting with baseball players, they're going to tell you what you didn't do. Dude, lost time has hurt this team for this player. And get this, Jalen Hurts' has lost time has hurt other positions when it comes to rest. I think AJ would like to have a little time, right? Maybe some of them old, How about Kelsey? How about Kelsey getting some rest? This guy's a 13, 14-year guy. Don't you think he needs some rest? Okay, I mean, Dickerson's been limping around all year. How about Malata? Malata could have some rest. Shoulders been banging on him all year. Get Goddard a little more healthier. Can't now, you got to play your guys. That's all going to come into it. And if you get bounced, and I'm not saying they are, but that's part of the evaluation that's going on in New York with Daniel Jones. Doug Peterson says it perfectly. There's no such things as meaningless games. Okay? There's no such thing here. So and look, I'm not saying, well, you know, Sills, are you saying that they haven't decided on Jalen? No. I'm just saying, I'm deciding on the future with Jalen. If he does the same shit that Dak does, what's the point of paying him? That's why I say, if you're the New York Giants, sitting Daniel Jones the final week of the season and getting crushed in a playoff game, you're asking the same question after that. Watch it. Is Jones the guy? Jones beats the Eagles? Knocks him out of the um, number one seed? Cowboys win the division? He plays well against the Vikings or Niners? I don't know. I'm probably keeping him. All of this stuff, the quarterback decision, look at in Chicago. So here's the one thing you have to look at with just did Justin Fields get better this year. He sure did. And if he could figure out the passing game. He's going to be special. But once again, dual threat guy, can't finish seasons. And in today's NFL, when you're coming down the stretch run for seeding, ask the people in Baltimore if they'd like to have Lamar Jackson on the field. My opinion, if Lamar was healthy, I think the Ravens would be fighting it out right there with the Bengals, Bills, and Chiefs for home field advantage. But he's not. Tough to build a team around that, going like this. Well, let's get into the playoffs and let's see what happens. I'm pretty sure that the Ravens would like to have Lamar on the football field. I, I, I completely believe that the Ravens would be right there in that conversation. I think the Dolphins are going to make it in, Justin, into the playoffs because I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Bills are playing the pay. – I'll look at that here in a second. It's Bills and Patriots. I think The Patriots have to travel to Buffalo. I get it. It's going to be very emotional up there in Buffalo this weekend for Sunday. But um, I think if the Patriots lose to the Bills, I think the Dolphins, if they win, they're in. Dolphins are Jets. T. Will says, the coaches will, with questionable coaching needs, to destroy the narrative by the end of the next year. Then I can give a true evaluation on Hertz. but this year is everyone's main concern. Lamar should have no loyalty to the Ravens. Go where he wants to. So you don't think you don't think you don't think Lamar has any kind of loyalty to the Ravens, even though they took the only shot at him at 32 when no other team wanted him. And assholes like Bill Polian were telling him that he had to change positions for wideout, in my opinion, because he was black. You don't hear anybody asking Trevor Lawrence to try out for flanker. You know, once you run some routes, only reason he did that is because Lamar was black, and he had that old school mentality, where hey, Lamar, Lamar didn't run for the. That's why Lamar's mom told me, that's why he didn't run at the combines the forty. Everyone knows he's a four five guy, four four guy. It's funny, isn't it? You only ask the black prospects, quarterbacks, to try out for wideout. You don't hear them doing that to the white guys. Always had a problem with that. Most racist thing you could possibly do at a combine is tell a black quarterback, hey, once you try out a wideout. Dude, get the hell away from me. I mean, seriously, you must be a hundred years old. So is it still up in the, up the league to push back the start of the playoffs or will TV make a fuss? Not sure. Casey, not sure. But I think I'm going to get some questions here to my friend and our pro football hall of fame voter, Jason Cole. Jay, someone just asked us the question. Um, they just asked us a question. Hopefully we can connect with Jason here in a second here. We can get him lined up here. And is it going to be up to TV? I don't think it's going to be up to TV. I think this is going to be up to um, the – I think this is going to be up to the league. Jason, I just got asked a question, uh-huh. is this up to TV or do you think this is going to be up to the league on whether or not they play this Bills-Bengals game?
5: I mean, the final decision's the league. Um, I mean, TV pays a lot of money, but that contract's already been paid out. So there are clauses in that contract. I mean, and this is a um, clause in a contract that is what um, act of God kind of moment where you're not responsible as a league. You don't have to do anything to honor your contract. Like if there was an earthquake um, in the Bay Area that knocked out um, a telecast or broadcast or whatever it is but, you know, the league doesn't have to make amends to, to the, to the networks for it. That's not how, that's not how this works because it is an act of God that you can't foresee. This is the reason that this, that this happened.
0: Jace, let's walk back to night. I mean, there's two aspects of this, obviously the human side and by the way, the first responders showed me, the greatness of america and how they saved that player's life on the field and everybody surrounding him the teammates the players and everyone give me your overall takeaway from where you are from that night to where you are today You've been able to process a lot of the conversation supposedly to today there's a sign that he's breathing better uh demar hamlin just your takeaway from the whole thing
5: um i mean look you all you really care about is the player. Like that's all that matters in this one, right? Is the kid going to be okay? Yeah, you know, I don't. I haven't even really thought about the game in terms of should it be played, should it not be played. You know what's going to happen with this? Um, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like all those questions are are to me superfluous. Um, yeah, you know, if they can, great. If they can't, there's other ways to figure this out. There's other ways to figure out seating. There's we'll go on to the playoffs. That's just sports. That's just silliness, right? It's not It's not life and death. And this is life and death with a kid. Um, at the same time, all the people who try and wring their hands about, you know, how this happened, why it happened, you know, did the NFL make mistakes? Yeah, the NFL probably made some kind of mistake in saying that they're going to restart the game. But they didn't know what was going on at the moment any better than the rest of us, right? So they're probably just sitting here going, look you know go take five minutes we'll warm up and see if we can get this thing started and they're just trying to figure it out as they go and then you start to realize look
0: jace we've lost your audio we've lost your audio a little bit here jason we've lost your audio hopefully we can catch them back here okay let's see if we can bring them back here now no okay we got to we got to reconnect here let's see if we can Jace, you there? Okay, let's see if we Jace, can you hear us? Okay, we gotta reconnect. We can't, we can't, we can't do it. Let's see if we can reconnect here, um, Tone. See if we can reconnect because it's um again not clear here. So he he's so right on that, but here's the deal: like I said at the open of the program, personally for me, well. How could you not have, and I'm going to ask him this if he comes back here, how could you not have a contingency plan on this? You've been in operation for over 100 years. Did you not think something like this could eventually happen? Jason, are you there? I'm here. Okay. Yeah. Well, let, Jason, I got everything you said there, but let me let me throw this into it. You're dead right, Jason, on the one thing that the kids' health, everything surrounding it, is, is, is totally the most priority right now? However, you've been in business for a hundred years. How could you not have a contingency plan for something like this that you knew could happen?
5: Right. Yeah, I, I said ask that question one more time, dude. I I am losing here on this one. Okay. Okay. Say that, ask me the question again.
0: Okay. Um. Okay. The league has been in content. The league has been in operation for over a hundred years. How could you not have a contingency plan when you knew something like this could happen on your field? I mean, the uh, because- problem with the yeah. league is: okay, a fireman goes into a fire; he's got a game plan how he's going to rescue people or right. people on the side of the road. When it comes to getting people out with the jaws of life, how could you not have a plan? when we're talking about something, unless you were going to cancel the season because the guy's injured, how could you not have a plan?
5: Well, they have a plan for how to save his life. They've got doctors on the sideline. They've got plenty of people who are ready to to give care. Um, This is one of those ones where you're on kind of an in-between stage. Okay. Cause you didn't, you didn't know, was the guy alive? Was he not alive? You know, if he like, and, and I don't mean that this sounds very dark terms and also um, like I'm not taking it seriously, but if he had actually died on the field and they were unable to resuscitate him, there's no question. Like, there's nothing you do. Like the, the game's over. Everybody walks out. It's an in-between stage where you don't know what's going on. Thankfully, it was an in-between stage. Thankfully, he was not dead on the field. Thankfully, they were able to resuscitate him. But, you know, like you're... The people who are trying to make a decision are, you know, hundreds of miles away. They're not there. They're not watching it. They're probably not seeing what's actually happening there. And the people who are seeing what's happening there, they may not know how to accurately assess, how do I react to this? I mean, I know Donna Ponte, okay? Donna Ponte from the league office is very much a, is she's a stiff human being who doesn't you know have a lot of strong emotional reactions in situations right her take on how you handle the situation may be very different than somebody else who actually like Troy Vincent who actually played but wasn't there at the moment okay so this is all filtered through how people do it at the end of the day they didn't play and they shouldn't have played and so the right decision was made and I don't really care about the five minute thing I don't you know, you can be critical of the league if you want. At the end of the day, they, they they got that right. And at the end of the day, all of that doesn't matter. What matters is the kid got taken care of, and he's got a chance to live. And he got to the hospital and was taken care of. And that was the primary importance.
0: Absolutely, man. And those, like I said, first responders, it was a spectacular scene watching those guys save his life like that. And one last question on this one, and then we'll move on to some other NFL stuff here. Um, here, here here's if – you're, if, if you're waiting to see how this is going to play out where Hamblin is breathing better in, you may make a decision on if the game is to be played or not, a tie, a flip of the coin, what have you. Uh-huh. The problem then becomes this. Why should the Kansas City Chiefs benefit from a tragedy like this, getting home field advantage – when both the Bengals and the Bills beat them. I mean, it's just there's a lot of convoluted stuff for the league to have to try to unwind here. How do you see that?
5: Logical people will make it a logical decision, and there'll be complaints about whatever system you put in, and somebody's going to whine, and somebody's going to complain about what happened. At the end of the day, you play football. Go play the games. Okay, It's not that critically important. Okay, there, there are. I'm sure you you could put you could do a lottery system, right? Where you do it weighted by, you know, like the my math brain goes to this. You know, take the winning percentages of the top three seeds, put it in a you know ping pong ball with weighted ping pong balls or you know whatever you want based on their on their uh, their winning percentages. Roll it all out, and whoever gets the ping-pong ball gets the number one seed, the next one's the number two, and the next one's the number three. Whatever. There's a solution. Flip coins if you want. There's a solution. Do what, do whatever it is that you want to do. You'll find one. And, again, whatever your solution is, it's like, vote, like, I vote for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Everybody in the world has a better idea about how to vote for the Pro <laughs> Football Hall, Hall of Fame. Okay. And you know what? They're not necessarily wrong. They're also not necessarily right because they don't do it. This is the system we have. Figure it out. This is how we let people in the pro football hall of fame. It'll be fine because at the end of the day, it's just football. It's serious. It's important. I know that all that stuff, it's still just football. It'll I, be okay.
0: I, I think you're right. I think the league is in a no win, no win scenario where whatever they yeah. do, there's going to be complaining and the number one priority is the kids health here. Let me go into the um, and Jim Harbaugh back potentially to the NFL, either David mm-hmm. Temper down in Carolina or Denver. Supposedly, good or bad move for Jim Harbaugh to come back to the NFL in your opinion?
5: Love Jim Harbaugh in the NFL. Love him in the NFL. I think he's better coaching adult men who are dedicated to football. I think that, you know, he, look, he's done a heck of a job in college and he, but In the back of his mind, he always wanted to be back in the NFL. He went to Michigan because they gave him a ton of money. Um, He was out in San Francisco at the time. He was given full control, all that. But he still wanted to coach. He doesn't like recruiting. He's good at it. Don't get me wrong. He's really good at it. He works at it because he's dedicated and he works at anything that he does. But if you ask him if he's ever truthful in getting Jim Hart to be Harbaugh to be completely truthful is not an easy thing, okay? But if he were really truthful and he was, you know, you know, he had had a few, thrown a few back and was, you could you knew he was telling the truth. He'd tell you, I don't want to have to beg 18-year-olds to come play for me. I don't want to have to go, you know, get a bunch of NIL money to get them to play for me. I want to draft them. I want to train them. I want them to play hard and I want them to care about football the most. That's why he he prefers dealing with the NFL and dealing with adult men who know what they want to do.
0: Jace, I'll tell you, there's a scenario in New York right now The Eagles are going to play the Giants and Daniel Jones. Let me throw these numbers at you. 3,500 passing yards, 15 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, 67 completion percentage, 705 yards rushing, eight touchdown runs. Is he the guy as – Brian Dable resurrected this kid and put Humpty Dumpty back together again here a little bit.
5: Well, you also did you did you factor in like all the garbage that he's playing with it? Dude, receiver?
0: I I can't I couldn't <laughs> believe I looked at the wideouts. I don't know who these guys are.
5: They're they're Joe's. They're just Joe's. I mean, he's making it work now. I still don't think he's a great player. But there's a lot of guys in that class. There's you know the Jimmy Garoppolo's of the world. There's the Alex Smith. You know he's not in the league anymore. But the Kirk Cousins of the world. Guys, you know you can win a lot of games with those guys and get in the playoffs. And if everything goes right, you might win a title with them. And that that's good enough, right? I think Daniel Jones is in that class. The problem is in that class is also not, you know, it's not. It's not like having Eli Manning. And as sort of mediocre as Eli's overall career stats look. When he had to be great, he was truly great on those uh, in the playoffs. You know, he was magical in those playoffs. And he, his talent came right to the top, right? Um, and those moments where he could be better than his brother, you know, like those rare moments when he could be bro- better than his brother, those came out with Eli Manning. I don't think Daniel Jones is capable of that. But I also don't want to go and draft another guy and try and find out. So you probably are signing Daniel Jones to the long-term contract, and you're biting the bullet, and you're saying, okay, let's go get a bunch of really great receivers. Surround him with great talent and hope that we can make the best of
0: this. Finally here with Doug Peterson, the former Eagle coach. I made this comment earlier, and and tell me if you agree or disagree with it. To me, in my opinion, um, I think that uh, Doug Peterson has won the divorce here a little bit at the end of the day. I mean, he's resurrected Trevor Lawrence. He's going to throw for 4,000 yards. He may be playing some of the best football next to Burrow and Mahomes. You're going to win this game this weekend against the Titans, put your team in the postseason, win a division crown with lesser talent that's in Philadelphia right now. Boy, i got to tell you, if I had to pick a coach of the year, it's that guy in Jacksonville on what he had to clean up and what he has done and resurrecting a project that people were starting to go like this on Trevor Lawrence. I don't know. Now I'm going, wow.
5: No, uh, people were doing that last year because, I mean, Trevor Lawrence was, that was a wasted year as a rookie. Our Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer completely wasted an entire year of Trevor Lawrence's development. And so, you know, you just, you just wipe that. The only thing good that happened for Trevor Lawrence last year was he got to throw a bunch of footballs against NFL caliber defenses and learn from the experience, okay, learn what he didn't know. Okay. Oh,
0: yeah. Learn what not to do.
5: <laughs> right. And, and learn that, yeah, this coach is a, a clown, right? right? Like I can't, I can't play for this kind of an organization as for uh, Doug. Uh, look, you give Doug a great quarterback. He's going to do some great things. Okay. He, you know, he did it with Carson Wentz. He did it. You know, you gave him Nick Foles and made him hot and Doug Peterson's a really good coach. Um, is he going to do it, Jeff Lurie and Howie Roseman's way? Not necessarily. Are those guys got a pretty good team that they built? Yeah, they built a pretty good team. Um, as for Coach of the Year, look, Dayball's in that con- conversation too. Uh, Dan Campbell, man, yeah, great job, D- Dan Campbell, I mean, look, I don't necessarily believe in his philosophy all the time. Um, you know the biting the knees thing is a little crazy. <laughs> it, yeah, you know, it's a little it's a little out there. I don't think that really works long term. It's a little kooky. It's a little kooky. you know, you need a logical coach who just is gonna call good plays and get your team organized. That's the most important thing. Um, but he's done that to the point where that's a tough football team. you know, yeah. like they they do they run the ball hard and they set things up and he's resurrected Jared Goff in 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 some ways. So there's really good competition. For Coach of the Year. But yeah, Doug Peterson, yeah, he'd certainly be in that conversation. And I'll say this, that team is going to dominate that division probably for the next 10 years. Unless one of those other teams like Houston with their top pick, with the number one overall pick, if they get it right with the quarterback, they got a shot. Um, You know, Indianapolis, if they can find a way to figure this out and get a top quarterback, maybe they get back into it. But those are two huge question marks. If those teams don't do that, Tennessee's, you know, they're go they're they aged fast. Um, I Jacksonville to me is going to be they're going to win probably what seven eight division crowns in the next ten years. Wow. Um, if if Trevor Lawrence continues to develop the way he's developing,
0: real quick, would you if you're Tennessee? Would you move off of Derrick Henry in the offseason and try to get draft choices for him? Uh maybe. Um, you got
5: you got to package it the right way to maximize his value. They need a quarterback. Yeah, they need a quarterback really badly. And you know, Ryan Tannehill's, you know, is jacked up now. Um I don't know what how Vrabel's gonna play this one out, but yeah, you probably because. I don't know if you're going to be good enough unless you figure out how to get a good quarterback in there. I don't know that you're going to be good enough, fast enough to take advantage of what Derrick Henry has left. And I say he has a lot left because of the way that teams play defense now. Um, he puts he lays out more punishment on defenders than defenders lay punishment on him. And that he's a re, he's a rare guy that way. Still, though.
0: I, you know, what is he going to got two, three years left? Yeah. I mean, uh, you want to get rid of a back, I would think with mileage on the tires so you can get twos and threes before you get rid of them. Then you get fours and fives. You know what I mean? I mean, I, you
5: don't get, you don't get anything. He's exactly. You don't get
0: anything once he's gotten no over tread on it. Right. You didn't get nothing for him.
5: Right. So I think they think about, it, although I will say this, Derek Henry solves, a, he, he is a, <laughs> he is a great deodorant, um, when he's right. I mean, he he can cover up a lot of problems that you have on your offense.
0: Boy, I'll tell you what, man. If they move off of Miles Sanders like people are talking in Philly and you put uh, Derrick Henry with the Eagles or even with the Cowboys.
5: How about, I, I mean, always thought you, if you have a guy like Derrick Henry at his size with A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts is a big man too, like the way that they play, like – defenses are just going to sit there and go, I don't want any part of this day.
3: I just, I don't want anything
5: to do with this thing. It's a, but yeah, I mean, that, that would be the best marriage. I just, I
0: don't think Vrabel is necessarily going to do that. No, absolutely. Jace, thank you so much, my friend. I'll talk to you down the line. Anytime, dude. Be good. You got it. My friend, Jason Cole, NFL insider, hall of famer, hit the like button. Keep it here on the national football show.
1: Messen Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia.
2: Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean.
0: I'm Jim Managing Partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds!
2: Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio. Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own. Not least, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $30,995 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only thirty nine ninety five, dollars or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero Down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio. Destination Downingtown. Big finish sales event.
3: that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your social security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their social security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
0: Derrick Henry in Philly next year. Whew. Derrick Henry, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's on a franchise tag. There's no way Tennessee's going to tag him again. No way. They'll try to trade him. Can you imagine Philadelphia going like this? I'll make a deal with you for uh, Derrick Henry. So you get A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry. On the Eagles. What would you give up for Derrick Henry? Would you have to give up a one for him? Be like, hey, he's missed games. He's not the same guy he was. I don't think he's the same guy. Give up a a second round. Would you give up a second rounder for him? I think I might. The Philadelphia Titans? That's tone. Hey, I'll tell you this. Wait a minute, Yale. I don't have a problem giving Derrick Henry seven million bucks. I got a problem giving a one year wonder in Miles Sanders 7 million bucks. Miles Sanders is a one year wonder. You don't know if that guy's going to put that kind of numbers together anywhere else. Now, I do think Miles Sanders is going to have suitors. Kansas City, Buffalo, Baltimore, maybe Miami. Um maybe the Niners. Woo-wee! Miles Sanders with Patrick Mahomes. Holy cow. How you doing? Miles Sanders in Kansas City with Andy Reid. Holy cow. Miles Sanders, man, is not an eagle in 2023. Hate to say it to you. They are not resigning him. They don't even have a contract on the table for it. What is it? A 1,200-yard back. How he doesn't even have a deal on the table. He's got a deal on the table for Javon Hardgrave. Three years, 51 million bucks. But not Miles Sanders, a Pro Bowl back. 1,200 yards. Mm. Josh Jacobs, book it, baby. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, running back would want to play in Philly. You got well, you, you know your best running backs, your quarterback. So you got a running quarterback, best back in the NFL is your is Jalen Hurts. <laughs> hey, I'm comfortable saying that the best back in the NFL is Jalen Hurts. Hey, I saw people talking about Super Bowls. Hey, you want to hear a statistic that Pepsi told me about going to football games? Ninety-seven percent of all NFL fans have never been to games let alone Super Bowls, 97% of NFL fans have never been to a game. That's a fact. Okay. Those tickets aren't cheap. And for me, the, the, the tailgate experience is great. Going to an NFL game today, unless it's places like Buffalo or Philly, where it's a great environment and everyone's having a great time and uh. G- why would you pay 600 bucks to go to a game at SoFi to watch a shitty Rams team? Why would you want to do that? I I wouldn't. 600 bucks to go to a SoFi game. Nothing beats an Eagle tailgate. I bet the food is off the chain great. It, it, I, hey, don't mind me, but I'm always a big fan of like the tailgates. I'll tell you my favorite tailgates. You'd be surprised. When the Chargers were in San Diego, I would go do some tailgating with them. Fabulous, very underrated fans. I'll tell you this too, Tone, Steelers. Steelers have great tailgates. Everyone feeds everyone like a family out there. That is so great to hear. I want to hit it. That I, that's got to be that's that that's a uh I that's a must for me. I got to do an Eagle tailgate. I got to do an Eagle tailgate. Let's see. Well, San Francisco, maybe one of the worst. Okay. But at the old, Hey Niners. When you were at candlestick, it was awesome. At candlestick. It was fabulous. The new one. I don't know. Down to Santa Clara or Santa Clarita, wherever the hell it is. Santa Clara? Dude, it's just... Niner, when you were at at Candlestick, that was a great time. That was a great time at Candlestick. The Bears have a great one. I've done a Chicago Bears uh, tailgate. Oakland is... My wife has done that with me. We, we, we used to do, when I worked with the Raiders, we would do tailgating with the Raider fans. And we're hanging out with, guess who? Hells Angels guys. Um, all kinds of people that were just absolutely fabulous. It was a great time. Great food, too, by the way. Raider fan base is really underrated, man. Well, I don't know what it's like now in Vegas. Okay, I don't know. Coliseum, man, that thing was... Hey, if you were to, like, if you were, you couldn't wear Steeler gear in there. But then again, you can't wear Raider gear back in the old day to Three Rivers. You couldn't do that. I wonder, you know what? I wish I was around for the veteran stadium tailgates. That must have been completely out of hand. And I love the fact that the stadium is on the same uh, parking lot that the old vet was on. So it's all good. There's still some kind of, like, you know tie in a mystique to that green bay has a hey hey razor green bay it's one of the weirdest things you can ever see in your life going to a green bay packer game so i remember we're, tra- we're we're traveling in and we're driving in to the packers to play the packers and we're going through all these communities we're driving through like 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 communities driving by people's houses, like we're going on streets. I'm like, where's the stadium? And the guy's like, it's, it's coming around the corner. I'm like, coming around the corner? You come around this corner, you go through a couple more complexes, you're driving through, and all of a sudden, we land in Appleton, Appleton, Wisconsin. You got to get on a bus and go over to Green Bay. And you're traveling, and, and, and there's a damn stadium. It's absolutely incredible. Incredible, man. There's there's Lambo. You're like, wow. Hey, I appreciate everybody. Thank you so much for coming aboard. It shows me, once again, how great our fans are and how great everything is when it comes to how we cover the sport, the Hanlon story, covering the Eagles. You guys are awesome. Tone, you are great as always. Your input is always wanted and thanked. You guys have been spectacular. I thank you so much. We will catch you tomorrow going 3 to 6. And we will see you on the flip side.